With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday. Glad to have you on board. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Get your phone calls coming up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock, and our great radio affiliates around the country. And, of course, the formidable Fox Sports Radio lineup. Maction is back. Mac football tonight. Everybody, everybody gets to play tonight. That'll be great. Quiet NFL trade deadline. Antonio Brown active for the Buccaneers game against the Saints coming up on Sunday night. Wisconsin and Purdue is not happening. Now the question is, and their season may hinge on this, can Wisconsin field a team for the Michigan game the following week? And according to my source, if they don't get this game in, there is a chance that they will shut down this season. I'll uh, continue to give you information uh, when I find it out in uh, relationship to this. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. McLovin, the poll question, or are we going to keep that poll question in the final hour? Uh, We could switch it up. Would you rather have the best quarterback in the NFL or the number 27 pick in the 2021 draft? The the Stephon Gilmore thing, uh, 82% won Stephon Gilmore. Um, So I got a couple other questions. All right. Uh, now that they have Antonio Brown active, are the Buccaneers the favorite in the NFC? Without, I'm not even going to let you break it down. Just gut reaction. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I, I think they have fewer holes than the other teams in the NFC. I think that their defense, their offense maybe not as good as Seattle. Uh, I'd have to look at the numbers with Green Bay, but their defense is better than those two teams. They have, they have a, a top five defense, it feels like. Antonio Brown, they're still trying to figure out these pieces in, uh, in Tampa of how to use all their offensive weapons. Their offensive line has been healthy, which is an anomaly so far. But I, I do like the defense. And it feels like Brady in the last five games has seemed to find, you know, I mean, he's kind of settling in as the, the Brady, the New England Patriot Brady. Yeah, McLovin. 
Another poll question, okay. the flip side of this, will Bill Belichick ever return to the Super Bowl? Oh, well. I have a rule that I never bet against Bill Belichick. I just don't know. If, like, if you said, is he going to be there in the next five years? Because I don't, I don't know how long he's going to coach. And if he's going to do a rebuild, then not as easy. They reload. They just add parts. But Belichick doesn't want to leave the game like this or with a team like this. He's 68. Yeah. But I don't know what else he's going to do. I mean, probably go home and watch film. I mean, you can do another Subway commercial, but what else are you going to do? By the way, I love watching that Subway commercial with Belichick because the woman runs into Belichick on the street and uh, she's asking him questions and he's not answering anything. And then he just nods his head. And, and I wonder if they said to Bill, okay, we just want you to nod your head a few times. This will be a cutaway. So there's no lines. And then you just have Bill, and then he... I'd love to know how many times they asked him to nod his head. Because McLovin can't walk when we tell him to walk on camera. Nope. Like, McLovin, just walk. And then he's uncomfortable doing it. If you tell somebody to do something that they normally do, but they don't think about it, like, Bill, nod your head. And then you you over-nod your head. Yes, Bill. Wouldn't you like to know, though, if some writer on the commercial had some cute little scripts where... Like, uh, we're on to the foot long. You know, like, he was something like that, which would be funny if, if Bill said, oh, it's, it's, we're on to the foot long. And you say that, but Bill Belichick said, I'm, I'm not saying that. Or his people said, I'm not saying that. I would love to know the process of, of a Bill Belichick ad. All I know is former players say he's got a great sense of humor. If you said to Belichick, that'd be a great line. Bill, just say we're on to the uh, BMT or onto the uh, Italian sub. It's funny. And having delivered that way, that'd be good. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, your flannel destination for the whole family. This fall, right now, you can uh, go in and check out their annual Flannel Fest at retail locations across North America. Shop their current flannel deals in-store online today. And if you are watching, I have my flannel on today. You can get this very same flannel and uh, great prices there as well. I brought the entire family, and I'm talking about the Danettes. That was a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Paul. I keep one on the back of my chair in case of emergency, like in case of, you know, something goes down. You have to have plaid nearby. I do. It's comforting. Yeah. The NBA and its Players Association are trying to figure out the upcoming schedule, and the commissioner, Adam Silver, is pushing for a pre-Christmas start. It's really important he has those Christmas Day games. Several players want to start in the new year, almost a month later. But there are so many issues here, starting with just the human angle of this. That's a lot to ask the players who went down to the bubble in Orlando. Some stayed for over 100 days. Finals wrapped up less than a month ago. I know they get paid, but I think mentally it had to be exhausting for some of these players. And that being said, the economic reality might end up being the deciding factor here because before the pandemic, the financial arrow had been pointing up for years, but now the NBA and most of the other leagues have a lot of money to make up. And there's no easy answers. And uh, not everybody's going to be happy with this. Mark Stein, New York Times NBA columnist, will join us coming up in a little bit. But you start to think about this. The NFL talking about maybe expanding the playoffs this year. Baseball expanded its playoffs this year. 
college football should have expanded its playoffs for this year. We had Mike Tirico on in the first hour, and Mike brought up something interesting about Jim Harbaugh with you know, the financial hardships with a lot of these schools. Can you afford to fire Jim Harbaugh after this season, part ways with him, when you owe him another year on a salary that has him in the top five of highest paid college coaches? And it's a valid point. You know, nine and three is not going to cut it any year in Michigan. Uh, you've already lost to Michigan State. You're a three and a half point favorite at Indiana. You got Wisconsin coming up. There's always going to be the showdown with Ohio State. And I know this is, you know, an, an anomaly this season, but this doesn't let Jim Harbaugh off his hot seat because, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Prior to this, he wasn't producing the big results against the big teams. And that's what it comes down to. If I'm paying you this, Brady Hoke could have given you this. Nine and three is nice at a lot of schools, but not Michigan. If I have a coach that's paid this amount and the expectation level, and you're always going to be measured by what Ohio State does, what you do with Ohio State, what they do to you, can't lose at home to Michigan State. And now, Wisconsin coming up, and maybe they get lucky with a wounded Wisconsin team if they're able to play that game. But all of these leagues, this season, I have no problem if you want to take chances on this. You want to try something. you got to bring in revenue. And if you say, I get four more schools in you know, the playoffs in college football, you're talking millions of dollars here. Millions. And I think this is the year that they should do that and consider that. Not everybody's going to play the same number of games. And maybe because of that, maybe Ohio State is not in the top four. Maybe they're the fifth seed or the sixth seed because they didn't play all the games. Clemson has played seven games. Oregon hasn't played a game. How do I sort this out? Try to be fair to everybody. I would expand it to eight teams. That way, I might get in two or three teams that wouldn't normally get in, but because of this, you know, their schedule has prevented them from being in the conversation. I don't want somebody who's played four games to get in, but I think that you should have a cutoff of you must play six games, at least six games for the committee to decide if you belong in the top eight. Yeah, Paul. And you've always said that college football someday will go to eight, and yeah. this is a way to circumvent the weight for that. You could say, all right, this is an emergency situ- situation. We're going to eight. Everyone will fall in love with it this year. And then you say in the offseason, well, because of what happened last year, we're going to make eight the new norm. Who's going to complain? And you've had to go. The networks will love it. ESPN, Fox, they'll love it. The NFL is considering it right now during the season because they don't know if all the teams will play all their games. And as a result... Are they going to add an extra week to get that game in? And you're going to add another playoff team? So I don't know why college football is not looking at this and saying, let's be fair to as many universities as we can, as many conferences as we can. I I think that's really important right now. But I don't think college football, college football moves at a glacier pace. And the NCAA has no jurisdiction over this Final Four to begin with. So... You have a separation of church and state to begin with. Trying to get the stars to align would be impossible, it feels like. Some phone calls here. Jesse in L.A. Hey, Jess, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, DP, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, Seton, looking fresh with the fade, brother. Um, 
But hey, I gotta be honest. I'm in I'm in kind of a Shan Irving mood today. Oh, I just can't believe the Green Bay Packers front office stood pat, didn't make a move to improve the two parts of their team that most obviously need help. And it's like you said, I wasn't surprised about not going after a top flight receiver. They didn't draft one, so why would they trade or pay for one? But the run defense, like, how can you not address that? The whole NFL knows it's the weakness of the team. And here's a small stat to prove it, Dan. The last three Packer losses, dating back to the conference championship last year versus the 49ers, 285 rushing yards. Tampa, this season, 180, 158 rushing yards. And last week to Minnesota, a 1-5 in five opponent, 173 rushing yards. It's just Groundhog's Day over and over again, wasting Rodgers' talent. Sorry I had to vent. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I'm with you, Jesse. I understand it. But that's why I would at least have made a run at J.J. Watt. See if he wants to leave and use him for this year. And he may want to. And I don't know if he's the answer against the run, but I know what they have now. They're giving up 4.7 yards per carry. And I I mean, he's not going to cost you... I mean, if I have him, he's a rental. He's a second-half rental. And you might find that you want to keep him for that final year of his contract. Morgan in Maryland joins us on the program. Morgan, good morning. Welcome. Good good morning, Dan. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, Morgan? Well, um, I was wondering, um, so obviously with Lamar having four turnovers against the Steelers this past Sunday, what do you and the Danettes think that, you know, they need to do differently to come out on top in Pittsburgh at Thanksgiving? Well, and thank you, Morgan. I mean, the key is, you know, is he put in a position for failure? Like, you know, it's not just on him. You know, when they win, it's one thing. When they lose, it's on Lamar Jackson. And, and that's not fair to him. He's still learning the position. But it feels like, at times, what he's put in, the plays that are called, I, I think he's trying to do too much at, uh, at certain times. Every young quarterback holds on the ball way too long. And, and I think you've got to be decisive. Um, you know, Daniel Jones doesn't get the ball out on time. And as a result, he has fumbles. You know, the, you, and by holding on to it, you give the defense a chance to react, and you could be vulnerable to fumbles and interceptions. And Tom Brady gets rid of the ball. Tom Brady doesn't have a great offensive line. That was my big question mark with Tampa. I didn't know if they had a good enough offensive line to protect it. Well, Brady has taken that out of the equation. He throws so quickly. And now you add Antonio Brown in the slot to help him find somebody right off the line of scrimmage. Brady is bringing in the elements that made him successful in New England. You can't name an offensive lineman in New England. But they protected him. And interchangeable parts. And I think with Lamar Jackson, it is what is the system that you're comfortable with and can you make sure that you kind of employ that every single game? Give credit to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's a very good defensive team. But Lamar Jackson is going to have a question mark attached to him because he doesn't perform in the regular or the postseason. And I know it's a small sample size, but man, there's a rush to judgment to have a coronation with all these players. They either we're in a rush to build you up or a rush to bring you down. And this might be the year that people want to bring down Lamar Jackson. They built him up last year, bring him down this year. Baker Mayfield built him up first year. Now they're bringing him down. It's just the way the sports media works, unfortunately. Yeah, McLevin. 
I kind of like the Ravens in that Thanksgiving game night. Don't, don't you feel like the Steelers are just itching to drop a game for no reason like they kind of always do? I don't know if they're itching. They always do this. They're always so good. Then they just, for some random reason, Ben just doesn't show up one day. Well, I know, but there's, if I said they would be 7-0 and this year, you would have said no way. Yeah. Right? No, I would not have predicted that. Yeah. So here they are, and then we're not still not sure what to make of them. They got skilled position. They found receivers again. The defense is good. And, you know, do we know how good the Browns are, the Bengals are? We know how good the Ravens are. If they end up with 11 wins, you know, they're a Super Bowl contending team. But everybody has the random loss. Who would have said that the Vikings would beat the Packers at Lambeau? Who would have thought the Giants would go toe-to-toe and maybe take the Buccaneers into overtime? Like every year, each team has one of those games where you go, what the hell happened? And the coach would probably say, I have no idea. Yes, Eden. Steelers in Dallas this weekend? Hmm? I know. As crazy as that may sound. Mark. I know. I know. It's one of those where you go, well, they can't, they can't lose to Dallas, right? <laughs> like Cooper Rush. If what Andy had played. If Andy Dalton. If Dalton knows that Steelers defense. He knows how to lose to it. Intimately. Yeah, they Andy Dalton, so he gets traded, or no, he signs with the Cowboys. He's yeah. got a cushy backup job, highest paid, or one of the highest paid uh, second string quarterback. You get a chance, you got a big offense, great offense in there, offensive line decimated, and then next thing you know, got a concussion, and then ready to come back, and then he gets COVID. What a crazy season so far. Yeah, McLovin. It's a, he's lucky, maybe. He's at the Steelers. You don't think he tried to go out and get no, COVID? I don't know. So he didn't no. have to quarterback the Cowboys? Like, <laughs> I mean, they, are the Cowboys going to turn this around a little bit? Are they going to show up at all? Okay. The defense needs to show up. I understand the offense, and it's wounded on the offensive line. And we're finding out, as that offensive line goes, Zeke Elliott goes. And I don't expect, I mean, his, his yardage per game has gone down every single year. And somehow you're locked in for how many more years at $70 million? Crazy. Yeah, McLovin. Uh, during the game, they said Zach Martin's the best player on the team, and he changed it. And they did run a little bit. So maybe, that's what I'm saying, they could get healthy guys back. Randy Gregory mm-hmm. looked good. <laughs> I, it just doesn't make sense that there's that. Still, I keep saying there's so many names I know. Sam in California. Hi, Sam. Hey, have a really good face and names when you see an all when you see a celebrity. I was wondering if you have the same problem. When I see Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason at the same desk, then my mind goes blank. I don't remember their names. I was wondering if you have the same problem when you see them in person. Like which one is which now? <laughs> uh no, I had some memory problems for different reasons, but I I couldn't remember Albert Pujols' name. But when it comes to Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason, yeah, I can tell them apart. I can. Yes, McClellan. I've always had that same question. It is so uncanny that two New York quarterbacks look that much alike. They're both 6'5", like yeah. that blonde hair, and they're very similar people. Mm. Don't you think? I, I've, I, I can honestly say I've never seen those guys out and gone Phil. I mean, Boomer? Have you ever seen them in the same place at I the same not. time? I have not. <laughs> Only on TV. 
But that could be a hologram for all I know. Yes, McLeod. Our buddy Chris Sims was tweeting yesterday. It was Phil's birthday. And he said that Phil is the best dad anyone's ever had. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like hyperbole, Chris. It, it would have been a better story if he said that his dad wasn't the best dad. Like, my dad is not a Hall of Fame dad, but he's sort of on the border, on the cusp of being a Hall of Fame dad. Yes, Paul. My dad's a hell of a quarterback. If he parenting skills, not really good as a parent. Great quarterback. <laughs> I may like that better. <laughs> Todd always says, I can tell the, them apart. Boomer has a bigger head than Phil Simms. He does. It's not a knock. It's just he has a larger <laughs> skull than Phil Simms. <laughs> we don't agree. We think Phil Simms has a much bigger head. Really? I, I don't know. I'm going to say Boomer. Let's get the I team on that. I'm going to guess Boomer has an eight head. How do we do that in a polite way? Can we email them? We're doing. Can we a... email CBS Sports what, PR? What helmet size did Boomer and Phil wear when they played? Boomer doesn't always have a great sense of humor. Uh, Phil might. Yes, Eden. I think um, Phil's hairstyle adds to. <laughs> I think it's a little deceiving. I think that it actually goes down quite a bit when you get rid of the hair. I might go Boomer in this case. Yeah. All right. Princey, do not send an email to CBS Sports. I was just going to get photos together. I know how you yeah. like when I send you those collages and put two faces. Well, on. I thought it could be fun. I just wanted yeah. to ask about the side. Well, he's been sending me pictures of the uh, chef Giada today because he reached down to Giada to help him with a Thanksgiving Very clean, casserole. Pictures. I just I think she's beautiful. That's all. I know, but you reached out to her just because she's beautiful. I had a legitimate question though. No, her. no, you didn't. I wasn't. Legitimate. You don't cook. I yeah I put you know I put things in the toaster oven that doesn't really count. No, your mother-in-law makes the casserole that you were asking Giada about, and you said your mother-in-law makes a great casserole. Yes. You're just reaching out to flirt with her. She posed a question. I happened to catch it online, and I figured let me uh, let me throw it out there. I'm just trying to get ahead of this You're for not coming somebody over for Thanksgiving or anything. No, but I'm trying to get out ahead of this for somebody who works with Giada or represents her. So she doesn't fall prey to this and respond to you. <laughs> I would be. It would be very cool if I got some type of personal response. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like she's gonna say, "Thanks, Todd. You know I love a good stuffing." <laughs> That's his goal. Todd. Todd said that he wanted to know if she could help him make a great green bean casserole with a unique stuffing. What kind of unique stuffing did you have in mind, Todd? You're the mock headlines guy. Hot. <laughs> say bacon bits slower. Oh, God, you're sad. I got to commend you, though. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I may or may not have got an indirect response. I'll leave it at that. I'll let the I-team see if they're going to go further with that or okay. they're going to bury it. All right, let me, let me take a break. The I-team uh, maybe has uh, an addendum to this breaking story from last hour. Todd reaches out to the famous chef Giada asking for advice. For a dish his mother-in-law makes great already. Also, the $500 million question. We'll talk to Mark Stein, the NBA columnist from the New York Times. When's the NBA coming back? And what's at stake? Have that for you coming up. More phone calls as well, 23 after the hour, right here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prinze Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. This in from Adam Schefter. The 49ers have shut down their facility due to COVID test results per source. We don't know any names. We don't know any numbers. Keep in mind what's going on with the Packers' backfield. They're down to, I think, their fourth string running back. These two teams play on Thursday night. Green Bay in San Francisco, and I don't know how you pull this off. Yes, Paulie? Bigger question here. Do you think the NFL is close to a pause week? Where the Super Bowl goes back, the 16-team playoff gets enacted, and the whole season drops back a week or two to reset this whole thing? Or is that more dangerous than playing through? I'm not sure. I thought that they would build in weeks where you just had a regroup week where everybody, you, you, you know, you were able to clean facilities. You were able to have everybody tested. Everybody, nobody was pl- playing against anybody. It, that You just let everybody around the league have a reset button to, to push. But I don't know where we are right now in adding another week. Are they going to add another playoff team? Like there's, it's just, it feels, it's so fluid. It's, it just feels like it's day by day, not week by week. And here you have the Packers affected by COVID, and then you have the 49ers facility shut down, and you somehow to get, have to get ready for a game against the Green Bay Packers Thursday night. Mark Stein covers the NBA for the New York Times. He's been covering the NBA since 1994, and I wanted to have him on because he gave me, well, the headline writer at the New York Times gave me the headline, the NBA's $500 million hope for the holidays as we're not sure when the season is going to start, and Mark kind enough to join us. So what's at stake here? What's in play for this decision, and when do you think this decision happens, Mark? I think we're going to get it this week, and I think we're going to get the pre-Christmas start. There are obviously, naturally, a few teams that don't want to start that quick with the Lakers at the top of the list. But because the NBA has been trying to convince the players that at least $500 million is at stake if the start isn't closer to Christmas, and I think they're succeeding in that effort. Uh, you know, that, that revenue that's at stake is what's going to drive this thing and what's going to get the season started way sooner than any of us thought when we were in the bubble. In the bubble, people were saying, it could be February, it could be March, but I, I think we will find out this week that it is uh, it is starting Christmas week. But if I look at the rank and file, I don't know. Does this come down to a vote, Mark? How do they decide if they're going to play December 22nd or they're going to play January 13th? Theoretically, it comes down to a vote. But as we saw before the restart, if form holds, the union will just have player reps vote. That's the way they did it when they decided to restart the season. Unless the union unexpectedly breaks form, it's going to be a vote of 30 player reps as opposed to 450 players. So basically player rep, union officials and player reps, they're spending this week, you know, talking to players, kind of giving them a chance to voice their opposition. But more and more I hear that that I think players understand that with this kind of money on the line, how much money they would lose waiting until January. It would be a shock if it's not Christmas week. So I I think, I think we're going to get the, it's going to be crazy. NBA draft on this, on November 18th, free agency is going to be 48 to 72 hours. It'll start that quick after the draft. 
and by December 1, teams are going to be in training camp. Wow. What if LeBron says, I don't want to play the first month? That would be, that would be, look, if anybody has the juice to pull that off, it's him. I don't want to jump in his head and try to predict it. I mean, you know, he, I think if you really study it, he voiced opposition initially to, I'm not playing if there's no fans, and he changed his position on that. He initially was, you know, it, in late August after the Bucks staged their walkout of a playoff game, you know, LeBron, he said it the other night on HBO, he, he, he gave serious thought to ending his bubble time right there and changed his mind then. And, you know, with time, will he say, you know what, I'm going to play on Christmas? Only he knows. But that alone will not – I don't think LeBron alone could stop this season from starting on Christmas. I, I just feel like there's too much momentum behind it now. Are we looking at regionalized bubbles? Or are we done with bubbles completely for this upcoming season? No, we're not. We're we're going to see. It's going to be it, everything you just talked about. The NFL. I think the NBA is going to be dealing with the same thing. They nobody wants to do bubbles again. Teams want to play in their home markets. So I think what we're going to see again, nothing is nothing is firm yet. But I think what we're going to see is teams in their home markets and the coronavirus will start to infiltrate the NBA like baseball had to deal with, like the NFL is dealing with now, like so many top teams in international soccer are dealing with. I don't, I don't think there's any way around it if teams want to play in their markets. But the appetite for doing the bubble again is pretty close to zero. Uh, James Harden available? Is he on the market? No, okay. not yet. Teams are monitoring for sure. Teams are curious because, uh, you know, all indications were that the two candidates that James Harden would have supported the most would have been either Ty Lue, who went to the Clippers, or John Lucas, who's been on Mike D'Antoni's staff the past four seasons and is really popular in that Houston locker room. Obviously, neither of those guys got the job in Houston. I think Houston made a good choice in very difficult circumstances. Steven Silas is as highly regarded as an assistant coach can be in this league. He's been at it for two decades, well regarded for his offensive mind and everywhere he's been just incredibly well-liked, just one of the most well-liked people in the NBA. So to walk into that situation, which, I mean, there's tension. Mike D'Antoni walked away. Daryl Morey walked away. The Rockets have little flexibility to change their team. They have a new GM in Rafael Stone, and now Steven Silas has to walk in there and get James Harden on board. That's not going to be easy. But if, go ahead. If you follow him, he's, he's proven an ability to do that wherever he's been. I'll let you go with this. It feels like people are sleeping on the Golden State Warriors, that Steph coming back, Clay coming back, you still have Draymond, you got a high draft pick here. Or am I missing out on something? Because when we talk no, about I, title I, contenders, I'm right with, I, yeah, I, I would have thought Golden State would be right there with the Lakers. Look, people don't want to say it, but I'll say it. I mean, the Lakers, hey, they took advantage, but the league was down this year. I mean, it was. It did. It was a. It was. It was a factor in there. I mean, they obviously have the best duo in the league. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they are the number one duo in the league. 
and no one can touch that. But the supporting cast was spotty. Yeah. And the competition level just wasn't it wasn't at the level that we've seen over the past five years that helped them. I look the Warriors need size and athleticism. They do. They, I mean, you gotta have that to counter Anthony Davis. But you know, I'll take my chances with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson coming off so much rest, Draymond Green coming back. Let's see what they can do with Wiggins. They've got some some trade assets to upgrade the roster. I I totally agree with you. Is there a hot draft pick? Because it feels like nobody wants to be drafting up high. No, I mean the reality is this draft there is there you know there is not a difference maker. And look, it's going to be way too soon to know these kids come in so young now that there are always surprises. You know, you know Donovan Mitchell's a classic case of a few years ago. You know he's you know he's nowhere near the number one pick, and look at the difference maker he he became. I mean so. There, there, there's always the potential for surprise, but yeah, at the top of this draft, there's a lot of uncertainty. And you know, Minnesota and Golden State—they hold the top two picks, and no one will be surprised if either one trades out of it. Who's my guy, Denny Avida? Avida? Denny Avdia from Israel. I, yeah, I hate to say I, I'm fall, I'm falling in like with him. I don't want to fall in love, but. Um... He's a lot of fun. Maybe this is Luka Doncic's spillover, Mark. But no, 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 no. Don't do that to the kid. That's too much. Don't put that. Don't put that on him. He looks but good. He, he looks. He's an interesting player. Interesting player. Here's the thing: when, when you and I were young, this league was teeming with wing players, and every NBA team had them. And now they don't. And so that's why I think Avdia is an. You know, he's he's a guy who's going to be able to play multiple positions. And he does have he does have great potential, and he's he he will not go lower than six or seven. I mean, he's probably going to go in that three to six range. But the Doncic comparisons don't help him because he's he's not going to have that kind of impact right off the bat. That's just too much to ask. And uh, Lamelo Ball is he still hanging in there as the number one pick? I would love to tell you I'm smart enough to tell you who will be the number one pick on November 18th, but I am not. All right. Well, I am not. That's fine. But I, I, I don't know. The only thing I've heard is that he's not good in interviews. I don't pay much stock into that. I mean, mu- the much bigger concern is, you know, his shooting. I mean, this is, a, you know, shot creators and wings who can play multiple positions. That's what teams want, you know, guys who can make an impact with the ball. And certainly, you know, LaMelo has the potential to run a team, flashy, passing. He's got all that size, but can he shoot it? I mean, Why the hell is it that his dad's this basketball, self-proclaimed basketball genius, but he's got two kids that can't shoot? I mean, the same thing, you know, Look, my, my whole my whole family's from Israel. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm I'm right there with you in the Avdia fan club. Why is he a sub sixty percent free throw shooter? Yeah. Why is shooting so hard? I, it shouldn't be. That should be the first thing you master. <laughs> but it, it you know, we continue to you know it's there is such a premium on shooting. I mean, look at what look at where Duncan Robinson came from to where he ended up now because he is an elite shooter. I would be practicing that more than anything. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate your time as always. Sounds good, guys. That's Mark Stein, covers the NBA for the New York Times. And look, I, I applaud, you know, 
the ball family. I mean, to have two players who are going to be drafted in the top five, I mean, that's really remarkable. It's Leangelo, who is a great shooter. He can't play in the NBA. But, you know, what LeVar Ball has done in raising those kids to be good basketball players, I mean, it's commendable. But at what point did you go, man, my kids can't shoot? And you can't be a point guard if you can't shoot. Yeah, Paul. How can one be the number one pick of the NBA draft without being able to shoot a basketball? Um, Doesn't that seem flawed? Like the team that takes him in three years, we're going to have a conversation going, should have (laughs) known. I mean, this is not uh, that hard. He seems like he's a little, I can't say he's a knockdown shooter at any point, but he seems a little more farther along than his older brother. So is Seton. Yeah, but Seton can shoot better than Lonzo. Ball. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, Lamella is is a really interesting player, but if you can't shoot free throws, you, I mean, you, I can't have you handle the ball. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, once again, 49ers have shut down their facility. Right now, we know one player has tested positive. They have a game Thursday night against the Packers. At what point? By the end of the day, not even the end of the day. You're going to have to make a decision probably coming up in, in a couple hours here. I'm going to guess. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prinze Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. So with the NFL, find a couple of Steelers players, $5,000 for wearing their socks too low. Juju Smith-Schuster and running back James Conner, they were fined for uh, their socks being too low in the Pittsburgh game against the Tennessee Titans. Too low. Five grand. Uh, Do we have an I-Team update? Uh, Todd, uh, yesterday afternoon, around 3.30, reached out to uh, Giada De Laurentiis, a uh, famous chef, and he wanted some help for a Thanksgiving dish, even though his mother-in-law makes the dish that he was asking about. And it's a green bean casserole that she apparently makes quite well. Todd wanted to reach out to Giada and see if she would respond. Yes, Paulie? Dan, air quotes, uh, coincidentally, three minutes after our I-team report last hour, Giada De Laurentiis issued a, um, a post of a recipe of a cold green bean salad with uh, other things in it, crunch and texture. Mm, mm. This recipe uses crunchy popped quinoa, pepitas, and mm, sunflower seeds. Mm. That's... That's a response. Now, that's not a casserole. But she's just pawing back. Timing is just, you can't ignore that. Being playful. But she didn't follow me on Twitter. She didn't put at Brooklyn Fritzy. She just kind of put that out there playing the little coy game, which is cute. I can play. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Stay tuned, friends. Uh, And we're going to see if uh, Todd does not hear from Giada by the end of the week, then he has to make said casserole. Yeah, by by the end of the show Friday or even Friday morning. Yeah. You have to make the casserole. No help. You make it. <laughs> what a disaster. Yes. If you had to bet a million dollars, if you had a million dollars and you had to bet, could, would Todd make this on his own without help? Would he make it? Would, like, would he give the, do it? Would he do, will he do it? I, I think he would just get the recipe and give it to his wife or his daughter. 
Right. I, I, this is just an... He wants to, it's a foray into flirting with Giada. That's it. I mean, there's, there's nothing else attached to this. I mean, well, you did, you're very you did transparent. Make a good, you did make a good point. If it was some, some male chef or Emerald or... Gordon whatever, Ramsay, yeah. Emerald, I think, is no longer with us. Is that right? well, but any of the, it was, it, the fact that it was Giada, probably... Or is that Paul Prudhomme or somebody like that? Somebody's not with us any longer. I think Emerald's still here. Oh, good. I, I don't know. So. Okay. Somebody is not. I'd have to eat my uh, green bean casserole. <laughs> a lot of people will be falling. Yeah, but Emerald's still kicking, 61. Good. Good. If you're reaching out to Gordo Ramsay, you're that you're not doing that. Probably right? not. Yeah, he's done. No, you're not. Uh, let me see. What else do we have? By the way, Mookie Betts won his fifth straight gold glove yesterday. He's one of only two players in baseball history to win an MVP, win a World Series, have a 30-30 season, and have at least five gold gloves. Stat of the day, stat of the day. I was going to give you the player who, the other player. Oh, when you said gold gloves. No, no. because And then waited. That's usually the cue because you looked right at me. And then that's usually when I get a... I thought that was pretty good for a stat. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. I, I said he's one of two players in baseball history to and do all those things. Then you go. Well, I thought, I thought it was Mookie Betts. No, it's Mookie Betts is one of two players. Yeah. And then I hit you with the hammer. Stat no, the I know. No, I didn't give it to. I'm hitting him with the hammer. The day, stat of the day. Here comes that one stat of the day. The other player. Willie Mays. Uh, yeah. That's the big payoff. Like, wow, Mookie and Willie Mays. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, but right field, gold glove. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was the second best fielder in the Red Sox outfield behind Jackie Bradley Jr. I don't know. Are you saying he's the second best outfielder with the Dodgers yeah, behind I mean, Corey Bellinger? Bellinger Cody was Bellinger? amazing in that field. Okay, all right. It is interesting that he can't can't break center field where he came up in. I think he was a shortstop when he first started. Yeah. Out. Yes, Todd. All those promos about the upcoming baseball awards were kind of obnoxious, though. So I'm glad they didn't. Uh, you know, they're going to not stop publishing all that. I had no idea they were handing out the gold gloves last night. <laughs> I saw it on the bottom line. That's how I found it. Uh, Green Bean Boy. Is that my nickname? Now? It might be a hey, Green Bean Boy. Wow. Yes, McLovin. We have a poll for tomorrow. A green vegetables. What's your favorite? Green bean, asparagus, or Brussels sprouts? I know your favorite. What about broccoli? Broccoli. Oh, I thought that might be too mainstream for this. Hmm. Right. I'm a kale guy too. Ooh. Yeah. What's your favorite of those? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Oh, come on. Brussels sprouts are on a menu. You order them every time. I do. I had Brussels sprouts last night. Yes, Eaton. I'm a big, I'm kind of an all vegetables guy. I'm a big, like, soup and salad person. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on them. Cauliflower? Yep. I like that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm Asparagus beets, rules. Beets rule. Yeah. Oh, you'll eat plain out. Brussels sprouts? You, want, you know, you like a little glaze or a little bacon mixed in or something. I just got to give it a little. You can have a little, little spice to it. Not yeah. steamed, though. Hmm. That's not really the way no, to do it. That's not. You know, I like a nice big slice of cauliflower, and then I cook it up like it's a steak. Without the taste? No. It, it's okay? It's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Seems like buffalo cauliflower is all the rage these that's days. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yep, pretty good. Let's go around the room what we learned. Do you have this day in sports history, Paulie? 
Yeah, it's not that good. It, uh, Babe Ruth did something. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, Todd, what would you learn today? Back in his playing days, Chris Collinsworth felt healthy dancing in the clubs at age 29, but at age 30, it all fell apart on him. Yeah, it was a good appearance by Collinsworth. Nick Levin? Yeah, Collinsworth likes to boogie. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. Collinsworth got crushed by a dude whose name I can't remember now. Frank Minifield. Yes. Paulie? Giada, the ball's in your court. Mm, the green beans are in your court. Step up, young lady. What we learned brought to you by the Breeders' Cup this Friday and Saturday. The world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. Thanks for joining us. For Seton Pauly, Fritzie McLevin, yours truly, this has been The Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.